So I've had the Steam Deck for effectively seven and a half, almost eight months. And in that time, the experience with the Steam Deck has been quite the roller coaster. I mean, when I first got it, it was a pretty rough, but not as rough experience as those who were like a day one user, but it was still great. Like that was, it was a learning process of learning how everything worked and, and, you know, diving into all the different things you could tinker with, what works out of the box, what doesn't, and you know, the like, and I really have enjoyed my time with this. This has absolutely been one of my favorite devices that I've used in some time. And just the versatility of it and the universality of it is absolutely amazing. So in this video, I want to talk about my time with this, what I like, what I don't like, and all that in between. So before we do all that, if you guys enjoy the content that I put out, make sure you like the video, sub to the channel if you haven't already, and the notification bell to stay updated on everything that I put out. And if you want to support the content further, we do have affiliate links down below if you want to pick up any accessories that helps out the channel. Or if you want to pick up some games, I have Humble Bundle, like I'm a Humble Bundle partner, as well as you can go on CD keys and many other sites, like all those links are down below. Or if you want to directly support, we got channel memberships and we got Patreon all listed down below. Hey you, yes you, the person that's watching this video right now, I want to talk to you about a couple things that I think are really going to be beneficial to you, and it's none other than three products from Ugreen that I think really are pretty beneficial. And the first thing I want to talk about is this USB-C hub from Ugreen. This is actually a phenomenal hub for a couple of reasons. One, I love the build quality on it. Other cool things about this is it's got a gigabit ethernet input as well as HDMI 2.0. And you also have the 100 watt power pass through delivery. And you've got two USB 3.0s as well as a micro and standard SD card reader on this works with the Steam Deck effortlessly. Next thing I want to talk about is none other than a power delivery, which there are two of them that I'm going to be showcasing here, and it's none other than the Ugreen Nexui, as well as the Ugreen DigiNest Cube game. Both of these carry 65 watt power through them, so you've got one that's a charger and one that's a power station, so regardless of where you are, you could literally take these with you and you've got all you need to power your devices. Whether it be charging your Steam Deck, you need to switch as well as giving power to a portable monitor these devices are so compact well built and they can just fit right easily on your desk if you're interested in picking them up and i strongly urge that you do i have links down in the description below along with a code to get you an exclusive discount so make sure you go check those out and if you do pick it up hey tell them mikhail sent you all that being said let's go ahead and dive into this video so Without further ado, throw that shuriken and let's transition to the other scene. All right, so off the top, I want to talk about the general experience that I've had. When I got this back in early to mid-April, I want to say that it was really like when I first held it, I'll be honest, I really didn't get to play it. So I know you might be wondering, like, what, what the hell is he talking about? You didn't really get to play it. You know, that's all because of doing a full-time dad thing and having all my kids running around. I really didn't get the chance to really spend time with the Steam Deck until maybe a week and a half after. So like mid to late April, that's when I got around to really getting to dive into it and using it. And I really... Like my first experience with it, I was like, man, this is cool. But then it had a lot of jank and you know, it's the first generation product. So typically you're going to expect a lot of jank to come with it. And I just 
like there's certain things that happen with it. Like if I, um, you know, if I put it in sleep mode and I tried to wake it up, sometimes it wouldn't wake up whatsoever. And, you know, the screen, I had issues with like the screen really like warming up when it's in sleep mode. And when I couldn't wake it, I just had to force power it on and off. It was rough, right? And then they also had issues with like a lot of the games not running properly and, you know, aspect ratio, especially when it came to docking. And then there was a whole thing where people were experiencing uh, USB-C hubs bricking their Steam decks, right? So that was a while, and it seems like a lifetime ago because you don't get really any of those issues now. Like it's become such a stable platform that, you know, it's borderline <laughs> like a different product to be completely honest. So when I'm talking about like my usages, when I first got it, like I, I really want to dive into, you know, playing a lot of my games on my steam backlog, because I'll be honest, as much as I love PCs, I love to build them. I love to tinker with them. I love to, you know, review different parts and, and just make this, you know, this whole thing here, my go-to everyday type of device the problem with that is when it comes to gaming, especially as I've had my kids, I don't really have the time to really just sit here and devote to it as I used to. So, you know, when I'm constantly sitting here and I'm working, editing videos, recording podcasts, you know, doing all types of other stuff that I need to do after a while, I don't really want to sit here to play a game, even though you know, my best experience with gaming can be here playing on my gaming rig. So with the Steam Deck, I remember saying that the main thing that I wanted to be able to do with the Steam Deck is be able to clear my my Steam backlog, right? Because we're all battling the backlog. There's always a backlog battle. But what I really wanted to do was just be able to play the games that I know I had. Like I constantly have games like games I get review codes for, games I've bought on Steam sale because you, you guys know how it is. Every time there's a Steam sale, you're always going to be buying games because, well, they're, they're cheap compared to other platforms and they usually run the best on PC. So, you know, I amassed hundreds upon hundreds of games, if not thousands of games, and I just didn't want to sit in my computer and play them. So, you know, Steam Deck came in a large majority of the games that I want to play that are in my library. I was able to play off the bat, you know, even ones like you would get ones that say they're not supported or, you know, the very, you know, the support was unknown and they would run perfectly fine. Like Street Fighter five, uh, you know, that ran well. Uh, Street Fighter 4, like I play a lot of fighting games. So pretty much all the fighting games I wanted to play, plus the shooters like Bioshock and Doom, they all ran fine. And, you know, I didn't have any problems with that. So it, you know, it, it was an okay experience. But then I got to the point, I was like, man, what happens if I want to get to, you know, my emulation, because here's the thing. Like I wanted to pick up the Polymega. Like when I was at E3 of 2019, I got to experience the Polymega, you know, hands-on. I've got this whole physical collection of games here to my left. And I wanted to be able to play on, you know, my authentic games on the hardware. But then I just got to the point since we downsized and we were getting in the process of moving, we're looking at different condos to buy and whatnot. I was like, okay, so what do I do as far as like having my modern games and all my emulated games in one package? 
And in the Steam Deck was a solution for that. You know, MU Deck came around and right around the time I started really heavily tinkering with it, you know, with the uh, Steam Deck and, and all the third party launchers that I'm going to get to that in a minute. I actually started tinkering with MU Deck and it was painless and easy to set up. And I got my ROMs on there and everything, you know, my ROMs, my ISOs, everything was running fine with the exception of some of the CD based consoles were kind of giving me a little bit of a problem like Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, uh, PlayStation 1 and 2 were kind of rough initially, but they've since been pretty flawless ever since. But, you know, I was able to pretty much make this my all-in-one gaming station. So, like, whenever I needed to capture footage for games I was reviewing, like if it was a modern PC game or modern title to come out, I could, you know, slap it on uh, the desk, put it into, like, a USB-C hub or a dock, or shout out to JSOX, uh, run into my capture card, and I could play you know, modern games. And if I want to like do like a retro stream or, or capture footage for like retro titles that I'm emulating via emu deck, I could do that too. And it was just amazing. Like it really became like the central hub for all of my gaming needs. And yeah, I've got the PlayStation five. I've got the Xbox series X. I've got the Nintendo switch and hell I've got my gaming PC, but the steam deck just became that device that I was just legitimately using for everything, right? And the other thing I want to talk about, I'm going to hop into third-party launchers because that's really important to talk about. But here's the other part I want to talk about too. Let's talk about the online, right? So if I want to play games, if you're a PC gamer, then the concept of paying for something like Game Pass Ultimate or Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus or Nintendo Switch Online just to play your games that you've already paid either a discounted price if you got off like CD keys or something like that, or if you pay full price, is ridiculous. Like to pay on top of, you know, the the price of admission for the game to play your games online is absolutely ridiculous. And so one of the things is like almost every game that I wanted to play, I could play it online. So if I wanted to play Final Fantasy 14, because I'm a big Final Fantasy 14 fan, you know, I was able to play, you know, Shadowbringers all the way up to Endwalker, all from my Steam Deck. I don't have to pay for the online other than I know that's kind of a weird example, but it's an example of playing a multiplayer game on this device, right? A massive multiplayer online. Uh, the main thing you pay for that is the subscription for the MMO. Anyway, let me give you a better example, right? So like playing games, like fighting games, like I was able to play King of Fires 15, King of Fires 14, uh, 98 ultimate edition. Uh, what was it? Final match as well as KOF 2002, unlimited match. And then also playing street fighter. Like I've got the street fighter, uh, 30th anniversary collection, street fighter four, or Ultra Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, you know, uh, other games like Fighting EX Layer, like all my fighting games run flawlessly and online was just near perfect. You know, even if I was using 5 gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi, which I have 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz, or if I was running it directly into LAN, it was just an awesome experience and I can just jump in. And here's the other thing too. Uh, about the online aspect of the Steam Deck is the fact that the Steam Deck also has a microphone built into it. So like you can literally chat just like if you're playing the game, you can literally just start talking or, you know, plugging your headphones and start talking because there's a built-in microphone. I'm not saying it's the greatest, it's really not, but it's still something that's built into it. Like that's really cool. You're so used to like 
the PlayStation being the only controller with like a microphone input on it because Xbox and Switch controllers don't have that. But this right here was just awesome, right? Like you can just dive in, start chatting with your friends. And that's the other thing too, leading into the next topic. I know if I'm rambling, hey, just stick, you know, hold on. We're getting there. Um, another thing I really liked about this was the fact you know, with the Steam Deck in particular, is certain games, if I wanted to, like my wife and I, we, you know, I got her a Steam Deck, I've got a Steam Deck. If we want to play a game like, uh, say, Shredder, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, or the, uh, you know, any, any of the two-player co-op games, I can literally press the uh, the three dots or the option menu, right? on the bottom of the Steam Deck, press that, go up to Game Share. I can share the game with her. We're both playing the game. And, you know, the setup is really painless. Try doing that on, like, the PlayStation or on the Xbox. It's next to, not impossible, but it's a very cumbersome setup. Whereas trying to do this via the Steam Deck is so painless, right? And, you know... It's cool because, like, I share my Steam library with my wife anyway, but, you know, if you share your library, you can't exactly, like, both be playing the same game at the same time. And if I exit family mode, she gets restricted from using any of the games I have. And, you know, I can come back to it later because that's a little bit of an annoyance that I have to deal with. I know other people probably don't have to deal with this. I do. But anyways, um... But being able to share the game so we can play games like Shredder's Revenge and so many other titles, like, you know, with just sit next to each other, like when our daughters are sleeping and just be able to play on our Steam decks and play like that is absolutely phenomenal. Like, I, I love being able to do that. And it's other thing, like diving further into like being able to play with other people, right? So you got the online aspect. The other thing too is a lot of the games I like to play have a, you know, a local co-op functionality and being able to just like pair any controller. So like a switch controller or like a PlayStation controller, or, you know, if I, well, I got switch controllers here, you know, even wired, right. Uh, being able to really just plug in any controller or being able to utilize like Bluetooth functionality on the dual shock for the dual sense or, you know, the Xbox one or series X and S controllers or the switch controllers or just Bluetooth controllers in general or wireless 2.4 gigahertz dongle controllers. And the steam deck just recognizes any of it. That right there is absolutely cool. I, I love that part of the Steam Deck and just of Steam in general, right? Just PC gaming period. Because right now I don't have to make sure I've got a certain controller to be able to do certain things. And I like how like whether you're using a Switch controller or a PlayStation controller or if you're using an Xbox controller, the interface switches to adapt to what you're using. Even so much as like how, you know, your accept and decline options or buttons rather on a switch are very different than what they would be on a PlayStation Xbox. You know, it replicates that so that you get that same authentic feeling. And a lot of games allow you to switch the, you know, the direct input for your games to showcase what controller you're, you're using. And I absolutely love that, too. And speaking of the DualSense controller, one of the other things like I absolutely love about that is the fact that like certain games, especially Sony, you know, the Sony games, 
allow you to utilize the dual sense haptics. I mean, of course you've got to be directly connected via, you know, USB into the controller, into the Steam Deck, but you still get those functionalities that the dual sense offers. And I absolutely love that. And speaking of that, we're going to segue into other things I love about the Steam Deck and that's the selection of games. There are so many titles from AAA, AA to indie titles that in indie titles that don't even have a budget for marketing. There's so much of like a selection of games for you to just dive into, to enjoy that it's unlike any other platform out there. There's really, in my opinion, there's honestly nothing like that. Like, of course, you know, there, you know, if you, you were to go with the Nintendo platform, you get your Nintendo exclusives, PlayStation, PlayStation exclusives, Xbox. Well, I mean, what exclusives does Xbox have really? And that's not a knock at Xbox, but you know, they're not what they once were with like the 360 and the original Xbox era. But, you know, notwithstanding some of the exclusives, you can pretty much play everything on the Steam Deck. And now that Sony has like really been dipping their foot into like, let's just, you know, screw trying to make, you know, a portable, let's just put everything or, you know, games have come out years past, right? Let's put those on the Steam Deck and let's optimize them to run on the Steam Deck. Well, put them on Steam and then they by proxy run on the Steam Deck. And, you know, allow you to play their games because they understand, hey, this is a better way to make revenue, right? Outside of just the PlayStation platform. And of course, PlayStation fanboys are going to be upset about that, but that's neither here nor there. It's the fact that this right here, being able to play PlayStation exclusives like God of War, Horizon, Days Gone, you know, Death Stranding, which is a console exclusive to PlayStation, but um, being able to play that on PC, and also, you know, we, we just had Spider-Man. So we had the uh, Spider-Man uh, remastered. And we also got Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is going to be out by the time this video is out. Right. And just being able to play those games is just absolutely freaking fantastic. Like, I, I'm so blown away. But that is such an option, right? I was sitting up playing Miles Morales the other day, and I was like, man, just having this on the go, right? Just being able to play this portably. And yeah, it may not run as smoothly as it would on a PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4. It's still a spectacle being able to play like with a variable refresh rate. You can go between 30 frames. Sometimes it can hit 60, but when you've got on variable, like it kind of just seamlessly flows back and forth and kind of gives it like a cinematic effect. Whereas like if I were to play it on a PlayStation five, it would just be seamless all the way through. And, you know, and that's a trade off. We'll get the, to that in a minute. I, I know I'm, I'm putting things to the side to get to, but we're going to get to them. But yeah, uh, being able to play a PlayStation titles, absolutely phenomenal. We're never going to get, Nintendo on PC. That's just not going to happen. Nintendo's not going to do that. But also having ex you know, access to Xbox titles or Microsoft first party titles on Steam Deck is also freaking amazing too. You know, being able to play Halo on it, Gears of War, Killer Instinct, Battletoads, you know, Forza on the Steam Deck, right? So I've got the cream of the crop of the 
exclusives and Microsoft has a lot of exclusives. They just don't really do anything with them, but you know, having a cream of the crop of their exclusives and a good selection of PlayStation exclusives all on one universal platform and also the games that come out on everything like the AAA and AA titles. And on top of the fact that like the indies that don't go anywhere that are absolutely freaking phenomenal on the steam deck on the go. I love it. Now I've been doing a lot of praise, right? Let's talk about some of the downsides. Um, well, actually, before we dive into that, let me throw one more positive. The docking experience, right? The docking experience, I guess this will go into both positive and a negative part as well. So bear with me. But when it came to the docking experience, like at first it was, you know, very laggy. It took a long time for it to go from like the Steam Deck to like your screen. But now, you know, when all the updates have come out, the official docks come out, it's almost as seamless of a transition from the Steam Deck to your screen as it was with like, say the Nintendo switch, how it just like, you know, instantaneous the fact that that, and that was the longest standing issue with the steam deck is like the, the docking experience was never that great. And granted, it still has a lot of issues, but now I absolutely love playing, you know, my games dock because I don't have to worry about, Hey, is this dock going to work? Because Certain docks didn't work with certain monitors. Certain docks had higher latency with like switching over to, you know, the screen than others. And now it's just kind of like, it doesn't matter. You use a USB-C hub, you use a, the official dock, a third-party dock. You know, it just worked, right? And it just, it's so seamless. So I, that right there has become absolutely phenomenal. I, I love it. Now, going into the downsides. Like I said, initially the docs, it was a rough experience. We already just covered that. Uh, the other thing is the screen. So as far as like the downsides, uh, off the top, before I dive into like the screen and touch interface and all that, let me just say going with a 64 gig model, if you're not going to switch out the internal drive is a negative, right? Uh, just because that drive is so slow in comparison to the 256 and 512 model, uh, and, and honestly, you're really not going to be able to store much of anything on that. You know, like when you think you factor in, you know, all the the uh, the patches and updates and everything like that, the 64 gig on top of the OS itself, you probably can have one minor game. I can't even say you can put a triple A on that unless you're going to use the micro SD card. And even with that switching to a positive is a price, right? So the price of the Steam Deck, you know, ranging from $399, uh, was it what, $549, six forty nine, $399, you know, $399 to $650. Let's just say that. This is a spectrum of the three options you have. Is cool because it's $100 more than the, the base standard, you know, V2 Nintendo switch $50 more than the switch OLED. And it's about, uh, roughly a hundred dollars less than the, uh, PlayStation five with the disc and the Xbox series X. Now the, the discless PlayStation five and the series S prices always fluctuate, but it's within the realm of them. 
uh, a little bit above. But that right there, affordable price, and you've got so much you can do with it. Again, going back to the negative is the fact that hard drive, internal drive on the 648 is not the greatest. And that's something like if you can just get a terabyte card, you can work with it, you know, easily. But yeah, I wouldn't go with that. If I really had to choose, I would say just like get a get the 256 gig and go from there and then you'll be fine. But beyond that, you know, that 64 gigs is not going to last you at all. I mean, we're at a point now, 128 gig phone doesn't last you. A 32 gig to 64 gig, you know, tablet or iPad doesn't last you. So, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't go with that particular model. Moving on to the next negative, I want to talk about like the, the touchscreen experience. So the touchscreen experience on the Steam Deck in comparison to the Switch is not that great, right? It's half the times inputs don't work or like you tap somewhere and it just, it's not the most accurate thing. And while you can use like the uh, touchpads to like move the, the keys around or move around and touch the keys in a unique way. It's not, it's still not ideal. Uh, it's better now than what it was before, but it's still like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that the way that I would, you know, interact with the interface of the, the steam deck. So the touch screen is rough. Uh, certain times the screen, like, especially, I know there's the whole talk, like there's a plugin you can get to give your Steam Deck more vibrancy because a lot of people want that OLED experience or OLED type of screen and experience on their Steam Deck, especially if you look at the Switch OLED. Here's the thing. I mean, if you, I don't really care about that. I know a lot of people do. I personally don't. You can get that plug-in and it'll, I guess, give it. I haven't really tampered with that plug-in because I don't really care about, you know, whether I have a regular IPS or, a, you know, an OLED screen. But, you know, yeah, I, I will say that when you put it next to the Switch, it, it does look rough. But at the same time, the trade-off is you do get a little bit better battery life with it having the panel it has than having a OLED screen. Now, granted, future revisions are probably going to include an OLED screen or like a, a better IPS screen. But for right now, I mean, that's a negative that I see a lot of people talk about. I don't personally care. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, beyond that, too, is um, the issue, and I believe they're going to fix it with this upcoming update, and that's the ability to use a docs that have like the uh, SSD input, right? So you can mount an SSD card, you know, in it within these docs and then like attach your Steam Deck. So JSOX has one as do several other third party companies. And so you have to run a script, but I believe with this upcoming update, it's going to bypass it and just read it, which is going to be great if you want to have all your games stored on the Steam Deck on this SSD card so that you can just access it. So like retro games and bigger titles, that's cool. 
But for me, it doesn't, I don't really care about that. Although I know a lot of people do. And mainly because I'm, if I'm going to play games that are going to require that much storage, I'm just going to play them on my PC, right? I I, want to be able to pick up the Steam Deck and go. I don't want to have to unplug and take that, you know, dock with me here, there, everywhere. Just for that feature. So that's 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 one negative. And then we can talk about the official Steam Deck dock. And it's the fact that the power supply only being 45 watts and the fact that they make you pay for the dock with the power supply. They don't give you an option of just getting the dock. That's negative, too, because if you start using like external hard drives and such like that, that 45 watts is not going to give enough power delivery to maintain your Steam Deck and also power these other devices, especially with these being USB 3.1s or 3.2s, I believe. So, yeah, that's a bit of a caveat. Um, and then the build quality, especially after we've seen like JSOX make the aluminum magnesium docks, and then this is plastic. No, eh. But, you know, all that being said, the general experience to, uh, well, before I dive into that, let's talk about the last positive. I want to end this on a positive note because uh, at one point we had to deal with the cues, and then people had to go and do like this uh, thing. It was a whole thing that people now probably have never had to deal with and they, they're, many people are not aware of. Is pretty much exclusively in like like the uh, Steam Deck Reddits, where you basically put in when you pre-ordered and it would like throw out a guesstimation and such like that. Now, uh, when you order a Steam Deck, you don't have to wait weeks or months. Like the queues have been taken care of. They've fixed their distribution supply issues. So you can order a Steam Deck now and get it within the same week or maybe a week and a half or two weeks from when you order it. You didn't have that before. So the accessibility has been increasing with the Steam Deck. Now, one of the negatives is that it's not in stores. Now, if they are to put the Steam Deck in like a Best Buy or, you know, like a Sam's Club or Costco or something like that, or even GameStop, I think that would have a higher attach rate. Like more people would be jumping and getting, because I know a lot of people that want to get a steam deck, but they don't want to buy it through steam because they're not that hardcore of a a gamer or PC gamer. So that can be viewed as a negative. It can also be viewed as a positive because regardless of whether people are buying it, you know, through steam themselves or valve themselves, or if they're buying it, from like eBay, which you really shouldn't buy a Steam Deck from eBay, especially from scalpers. Like they're overcharging for it. Regardless of any of that, like you're able to pretty much get your device as soon as possible. So that's positive. Negative has been the whole fan issue, like with the way in the was it the the Delta fan and the way fan whole situation, plus with like the kill switch and all that. But uh, all newer Steam decks are going to have the weighing fan, so that's always going to be great, right? So wrapping all this up because I know I've been rambling and kind of all over the place. Hopefully you guys are still with me. This has been 
an absolutely amazing device. Seven months in, or seven and a half months in, going almost into 18 months, 18 months? No, eight, almost eight months in with the Steam Deck. Vastly different experience than when I first got it. Substantially easier to use. Uh, Third-party launchers, let me go ahead and dive into that real quickly. Uh, what I absolutely love about the Steam Deck also and Valve as a company, them, that they encourage you to tinker with it, do all the other stuff you want, change out parts. You know, if you don't want to use the traditional thumbsticks uh, or the, you know, you can switch out to um, with the, the Hall Effect sticks, which are really great. You know, don't have to deal with stick drift and uh, other things like switching out internals, like the fan, switching out the hard drive. They encourage all that. They encourage you tinkering it and they still take care of you, even if, you know, something will fall outside of the manufacturer warranty. Even if you do replace internal parts and within the first year, you're still under manufacturer warranty. They take care of that. That's not something I know there are competitors to steam deck. And a lot of people will say like, Oh, I, Neo, uh, okay. Zoe, all these other devices that are the quote unquote steam deck killers. They're not going to give you the same type of customer service. And I think the above all the biggest greatest aspect of the steam deck is the customer service from valve themselves. That's something you're not going to get with any of these other companies. And it's something that I think sets them apart. Like, yeah, you can buy devices that are more powerful that are windows based. And yeah, there are titles that you really can't utilize on the steam deck because like whole thing with Bungie and all this other stuff. But yeah, you're not going to get the same customer service. That's just one of the things I wanted to point out. But overall, you know, the experience, third-party launchers, they're cool with you putting third-party launchers on there. So GOG, you know, Blizzard, you know, like for the Battle.net and, uh, you know, Epic Game Store and all that. And the games will run, right? You know, and if you don't want to do individual installers for these launchers, you can get something like Heroic Launcher or you can use Lutris and all this other stuff that make it pretty seamless. And it just, you know, the game's run. So all that being said, I got, uh, I was trying to say earlier, <laughs> eight and a, uh, almost eight months in, seven and a half months in with the Steam Deck, vastly different experience than when I first got it. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't. You know, I, I know a lot of people talk about Steam Deck 2 and all this other stuff. I'm content with what we have. I think this is going to run for at least maybe another three, four years before we see like a massive jump with the next iteration. They're already working. They've confirmed that there's another Steam Deck being made or a Steam product, right? A successor. So you don't have to worry about, oh, this is going to fizzle out. Because that's one of the things, like, a lot of the big content creators and a lot of people were skeptical of is, is the Steam Deck worth investing in or, or dealing with? And, yes, it is. You know, it's 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 blown the expectation. They've sold over a million Steam Decks worldwide. It is something that they are selling hardware-wise at a loss, but on the same token, they're doing very, very well. Like, the whole point of it, yeah, they're making a loss. They're selling at a loss hardware-wise. They make up for it in software. They're doing effectively the same thing that Xbox is doing, or Microsoft's doing, the Xbox. They don't really care about the hardware. They're making money off the software. So that's something right there. 
all that being said, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, you enjoyed my ramblings and everything, make sure you like the video. So to the channel, if you haven't already, uh, do the notification bell as well. If you want to support the content I put out, I have affiliate links down below for various Steam Deck products, uh, you know, docks, hubs, battery packs, cases, all that stuff. And uh, also, if you want to pick up some games, I'm a Humble Bundle partner, so there's links for that. You can go and get some of that. Like a year of Humble Bundle right now is like 89 bucks, super cheap. You get 12 free games every month, so make sure you check that out. Also, uh, other links like CD keys. I got my Nexus uh, via the Capcom Creator Program link. So if you purchase games through that, I get a little bit of a kickback. And, you know, no additional cost to you. And, and that's the thing. Um, if you're looking at where to get games, I have a whole video or two videos dedicated to that. So check the link in the description down below for that. All that being said, uh, further ways, if you want support, we got channel memberships, we got Patreon. And uh, yeah, we got super things here on the channel as well. So if you want to uh, support the content I do, those are options. I also got merch on Teespring and TeePublic. And uh, yeah, all that being said, I'm done rambling. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I got to sign out and start working on other content. But I uh, hope to see you guys in the next one. Stay safe, be blessed. I'll see you around. Peace.